0: Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocketcast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Hey, good evening, USA, all over the world, Canada, Long Island, A.K. Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonator, the misunderstood, lonely nomad YouTuber, host with the most, the, in the, the unstoppable independent podcaster, alongside with rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you're rocking with... Off the Meat Rack Chains, New York Podcast, episode 142, titled, I Don't Have Any Holders. (laughs) And we're live and direct from YouTube, alongside with the StreamYard software, and alongside with uh, myself, is the Instagram live feed of the podcast show page. Make sure you turn your notifications and follow the page on there so you don't miss a beat. And speaking of missing the beat, do the same with YouTube. Make sure you grab the subscribe, the subscribe button on the YouTube channel page, and tap the noni-noni bell so you can be reminded when the show goes in the area live stream. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics. Um, stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, and you know don't forget to catch up on all the episodes that's been that's already been posted including the latest ones that's already out right now and tell a friend to another friend and i will gladly gladly get to the other streaming platforms on the go at the end of the show so um now i want to get to the i want to cut to chase with um want to cut to the chase with a little something something that um we need to discuss and that's the hold on a second the new york mass transit files and we got a crazy story that happened in jamaica Queens. so hold on Yes, our first story um, happened recently, and this has to do with what went down in Jamaica, Queens, Um, which is one of the areas that I know so far because that's where the Q5 drops me whenever I'm going to work and head into the bus terminal. So anyway, here's how the story goes. All right, so according to the New York Post, um, a, a 24 year old man was fatally shot during a feud, um, inside of a Queens subway station on Monday afternoon. Police said, um, which is scary, by the way. Um, Marcus, um, Bethia was blasted several times in the torso by a male suspect at the Jamaica Center subway stop at Archer Avenue and Parsons Boulevard around 4.30 p.m. Cops said. EMS rushed um, um Bethia to Jamaica Hospital where he was pronounced dead, authorities said. The deadly violence was preceded by some type of argument between both men. Police said the victim was standing near the sub the subway booth area when he when the suspect approached him. The verbal dispute quickly escalated into a fight, according to the pre- preliminary investigation. Um so during the scuffle, the suspect pulled out a gun and fired several shots that struck the victim. Uh, we're trying to determine what initiated this dispute between these two males that led to the shooting. NYPD transit chief Jason Wilcox said at the press conference at the scene, Fire shots were, were fired and a firearm was recovered excuse me, recovered. Um, hold on a second. Yeah, recovered from the scene. Yeah, recovered, home, recovered at the scene. Cops said. Investigators were viewing camera footage from the station and interviewing witnesses. The shooter remained in the wind hours later. Jeez, I hate hearing I hate hearing stories like this, especially especially um when it comes to you know one of the stations that I know very well, um which is Jamaica Center, um that's crazy man. I mean, I really hope that they. I really hope that they really catch this guy, because <laughs> these things—the slashings, the stabbings, the shootings, and and shit like that—is really the fucking reason why everyone is not comfortable taking the train. And I don't blame these people. You know what I'm saying? The same way it's been very difficult for me to actually, you know, you know, go to Manhattan to meet up with my sister because of what went down in Times square and other areas. It's not just Queens is happening. It's other boroughs as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that, that, that right there is just, that's just nuts, man. Um, let's see. Okay. What else we got here? um, Okay, what else we got in the, in the transit news feed here? Hold on a second, folks. Um, hold on a minute. I think. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, this is. Hold on. Let me see something here. Let me see something here. Oh, violent muggers. I'll get to that. I don't know if I'm going to get to it today, but let's see. Hold on. Okay, hold on a second. I'll get to that. So this was most recent, actually. Um, So um, this is another article according to the New York Post, and this is involving um, a a crew of violent muggers. Holy shit. Okay, so a group of 10 violent muggers pummeled and stabbed a 16-year-old scooter rider in broad daylight before taking off with his ride in Queens. Disturbance video shows. The team was riding the scooter with two with two male passengers at the corner of 37th Avenue and 82nd Street in Elmhurst around 3.45 p.m. And this was around March 29th. When the crew of strangers approached and demanded his ride, police said. Footage released late Wednesday um, shows the crew punching and kicking the teen and his passengers pummeling one of them in the middle of the busy street as cars and pedestrians passed by. Then, okay, they then stabbed the teen once in the back, cops said. The suspects took off with the teen scooter valued at $1,300, his backpack, iPhone XR, valued at $500 and $20, police said. Um, okay. And, uh... A Good drove the team to Elmhurst Hospital, where he was listed in stable condition. It was unclear whether the passengers were hospitalized. That has to suck, man. That really gotta suck, though, man. I, I'm. That has to suck, man. But you know, I mean, it's 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 very hard for me to actually to actually not be scared because number one number one this this could take a toll out of people and especially um I don't know man this is this is just crazy to me man I, i'm just ready to i'm ready to move move to a different topic man this is just too damn depressing and shit though man anyway um So we're going to get into. Hang on a minute here. We're going to get into another segment that I like to call. Hang on a minute here. Yes. Yes, this is chatting all the jazz right here. All right, our next topic has to do, hang on a minute. Our next topic has to do with, <laughs> okay, I want to save the, the funny stuff for last, but let me just get to, what else, man? I want to, yeah, let's get to, all right, ladies first, man. Let me Hold on a second here. so we need to talk about lotto yeah we're going to talk about lotto um for a sec here all right so of course lotto's big energy single continues to surge up the billboard hot 100 where it sits at a new peak of number three on this week's chart thanks to a boost from the original official uh, remix starring um, Mariah Carey and DJ Khaled cracking the top five puts big Lotto in some rare company as she became the ninth solo female rap act to hit the top five with a single Lotto joins Cardi B Megan Thee Stallion Nicki Minaj Doja Cat Lauren Hill MIA Missy Elliott and Salt and Pepper to conquer the feature um Big Energy is also the first top five record from a solo female in the rap game since Cardi B did it with her up single last year. Uh, With a full week of streaming numbers added in with the remix this week, Lotto has her sights set on topping the Billboard Hot 100. Regardless, she's grateful that Big Energy has been so well received. Thank God. She wrote on Twitter earlier this week, thanks jackpot Um, thanks lambs. Yeah, jackpox and lambs. And last but definitely not least, thank you, Mariah. Keep streaming, and this was without a full tracking week. uh what the fuck? She then reflected on how far big energy has come riding the fat big energy debuted Debuted on the Bubbling Under chart and is now top three on Hot 100, is wild. Um, Lottos released her seventh, um, triple seven album on March 25th. The project debuted at number 15 on the Billboard 200 with 21,900 total album equivalent units sold. Hmm. Yep. That's a big congratulations. Okay. Can we talk about the Grammy snubbing the Jamaican artists for a second? Now I know everybody heard about this, but I did um hear about it while I was watching Good Day in New York. And this is according to refinery refinery 29.com dancehall and reggae deserve so much more leading up to to the 2022 grammy award ceremony dancehall artist spice made her red carpet debut where she spoke to the associated press about the appropriate appropriation of reggae and dancehall music and the history of jamaican artists not receiving credit I feel like reggae and dancehall could have been more recognized because um, oftentimes other genres take from our culture and we do not get that rating that we deserve. But I feel absolutely great that we're still in the in the nomination for the Grammy. So it's still a big thing for dancehall in Jamaica. She shared, she made history being the first hardcore dancehall artist to be nominated for the category with her debut um um 10 alongside others Jamaican artists like Jesse Royal, Sean Paul, Gramps Morgan. <laughs> Gramps. Oh shit, Gramps Morgan, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. That's funny right there. Um, Gramps Morgan, okay. Um, all right. <laughs> oh, shit. um, anyway, yeah, and Etana, however, a non Jamaican, um, Arlington, Virginia based white reggae band, um, Soldier, an acronym for Soldiers of Jaws Army, was nominated with their beauty in the silence album and consequently ended up taking home the win what in the actual fuck yeah this is ridiculous that's crazy man um reggae is a genre um born in jamaica that emerged from um from SKA and mental in the late nineteen forties and early fifties at 1962 when Jamaica was declared an independent country, Roots Reggae became the score that not only bolstered national identity but it's in inextric- inextricable, in Um in yes. Linked to the Rastafari movement called attention to the ways in which black people have been oppressed. Oh gosh. And yet the Grammys chose to ignore the, this history and who they deemed the best. The irony. Of course, um dancehall and reggae artists do not need their work to be validated or legitimate, legitimate lie, me, legitimized by an institution that has failed to bring itself up to speed. The music is valid and worthy because we made it. We know that the Grammys are rife with discrimination and racial bias. The the conversation comes up annually and how black performers um, across the diaspora are the ones at the receiving end of this inequality dance hall in particular has had countless encounters with being appropriated uh, leaving its creators outside the fridges of success a point to which sean paul has been consistently vocal about when you take all of that into consideration perhaps caribbean artists and fans of its music should not place so much significance on being acknowledged by an institution that continue continually refuses to recognize our worth it's not like it's beyond the capable the capacity for the recording um academy and the Grammys to make um kind acom- accommodations in the pa- in the past they have modified categories or have created new ones to better reflect the ways in which people um consume and interact with music. Most notable of these um, efforts was in 2017 when Chance the Rapper nabbed seven nominations for his third mixtape coloring book based on how well the project performed on streaming charts. When he won Best Rap Album, it made history as the first streaming-only album to earn the title. The same willingness to adapt has not been extended to Caribbean artists and their musical production and overwhelmingly um clear disconnect between the institutions holding up the music industry and what's actually happening in the Caribbean dance hall also created in Jamaica is a completely separate genre of music that in comparison to reggae is a more youthful voice. Its raw and uncut lyrics share the realities and aspirations of people from a particular um, um, socioeconomic class within the country. Its artists don't have the opportunities to be properly considered since the Grammys have yet to give dance dance hall its own category. This has resulted in dancehall artists submitting their works in a category that has entirely different criteria spices 10 comes off the heels of her 2018 project captured where she where she prompted an important conversation about beauty standards and dark-skinned black women's mobility and music with 10 spice proves her ability to carry the voice of women within dancehall and her desire to explore other genres but even um her submission in the reggae category despite being a dancehall artist is proof of where the recording academy falls short most dancehall fans felt the same kind of urgency for the institution to acknowledge groundbreaking works such as um pop can's 2018 album forever um but he was met with the same fate despite the artist artist's international reach and cultural influence the implications of soldier winning the 2022 best reggae album suggests to Jamaican artists that they are not capable of producing and receiving accolades for their own music. Of course, like any genre, reggae has been popularized and its influence transcends past the geographical boundaries that it once existed in. However, the category has not been consistent with its supposed intention and instead leads to the erasure of Jamaican artists, uh, particularly the ones that were nominated this year who have worked tire tirelessly to innovate the genre or have maintained reggae traditions. Sean Paul's live and live and living. Um, is a textured, um offering that becomes a meeting place for the new and old school of dance hall. Um, Jesse Royals Royal is so indic- indicative of his ability to both modernize the genre and carry along with him a new crop of young producers from the island who are revolutionizing reggae sound. Itana, who received her second Grammy nom, brought aphrodisi- um, aphrodisi-asporic music Tradition together with Pamoja excuse me, and the and the effervescent um, Gramps Morgan short um, draws inspiration from country to country music to create positive vibration. Vibration, sorry. Um, hold on. With that said, it's uncertain what the aim of the Grammys' best reggae albums is. Is the purpose to award artists who continue reggae's tradition or who innovate it or to be acknowledged artists who adapt the sound to their own locale? Whatever the goal, it's clear that it's time to divest from the desire to be recognized by this institution dance hall and reggae artists like other black cultural producers and productions do not need their work to be validated or legitimate legitimate oh gosh man legitimized by an institution that has failed to bring itself up to speed the music is valid and worthy because we made it While winning a Grammy does come with the benefits of exposure and new musical opportunities with a continued decline in relevance. There's no way it can be accurate. It could be an accurate reflection of the immensely talented group of people and genre it claims to represent. Additionally, it does little to take into consideration the ecosystems that sustain caribbean music um and how these genres reach their audience outside of the eyes of the institution oh lord this is crazy man soldier winning the 2022 best reggae album suggested jamaican artists um, that they are not capable of producing and receiving accolades for their own um, music. I don't buy it, man. I don't buy that shit. Until recently, major streaming platforms were um, inaccessible, inaccessible for music fans in the Caribbean. Much of the geographic specific data for Caribbean artists reflected its audiences in cities known for the large presence of its diaspora. So, streaming numbers and data were always skewed. Um, Damn. Damn, that's got to suck, man. Yeah, Yes. even when, yeah, skewed is pretty bad, folks. Um, okay, even when music arrived on certain platforms, it was not being categorized under the right genre. A variety of music from the Caribbean, including soca, um, chutney, um, Denari, jab jab, bashment, soca, parang, Zoke, compa, and others were either being described as reggae caribbean or world music failing to acknowledge the distinction between each genre in the wake of soldiers win uh, many fans on social media began to offer solutions of what could be done to uh, to better honor and acknowledge music produced from the caribbean and empower the artists who champion it caused the Calls to institute regional award shows, support existing ones, or revive ones from the past were made. People also made calls to government bodies to provide more material avenues to support the artists from their region, and hopefully fans feel more incensed to support their favorite artists through streaming. Purchasing units and merch and being present for live shows, but perhaps the Grammys reggae category is finally having its reckoning. Many black artists from other genres have expressed their gripes with the limitations of the awards. Tyler, the creator, has spoken about the binary of rap and R&B that black artists are limited to. That same year, The weekend called the Grammys corrupt and countless women artists um have expressed how the institution has not not done well to acknowledge their contributions in music many across many genres um the importance of the grammys were are waning. um for caribbean people and lovers of the music produced by the region it is an indicator of what they assume the value of their work be work to be what does it say when jamaican artists are not able to receive an award for creating jamaican music it says all the silent parts out loud okay um all right um i am going to post a question in regards to this whole thing with the grammys and You know what, I'ma say something about this. Alright, so all right, we all know that the Grammys and the Oscars and all these other um fucking um award shows and stuff don't want to acknowledge, you know, not just not just the not just African Americans, but you know, you know, Jamaican artists, Jamaican artists, you know what I'm saying? And and these motherfuckers are not from Jamaica, they're from Virginia all places like what the fuck man like really (laughs) i'm like what the hell man yo i want to get y'all thoughts on this shit too man um you can comment in the youtube um comments below and of course in the instagram live feed the question is um what do you um let me see let me see let me just try to word this I want to know your thoughts um on how the Grammys just snubbed Jamaican artists. Like, how do you feel about this? Um and as I was reading, they shouldn't really they shouldn't have to be, you know, they shouldn't have to be validated by a fucking institution that that just lost its edge. You understand what I'm saying? Um. So the question I'm gonna I'm gonna actually put on the podcast page, and of course, um, you guys are more than welcome to actually chime in in the comments in the Instagram live feed and the YouTube live feed. So the question was, um, how do you feel about Jamaican artists um being snubbed by the Grammys, and what what are some solutions, um? what are some solutions for um, Jamaican artists to get the recognition that they deserve as far as their work? That's the question. I'll put it up on the podcast show page. So, so you folks out there is listening, um, can actually get an idea on, on what you feel about it though. So express yourself with your thoughts and talks in the comments section below. That's what I want you to do. So there you go. And that's my take on it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now we can go to our next story. Our next story has to do, oh boy. Other than the Grammys, we got some music stuff to talk about too, man. But first, um, what you call it? I didn't get a chance to cover this story right here. And this has to do with a bill. <laughs> okay. This has been posted. I don't know when exactly, but okay so this was posted recently um last month so what's happening is um a bronx lawmaker is proposing a bill in response to the recent subway attack in brooklyn that would prevent ride share comp, yeah companies from charging higher prices during emergencies on monday state assembly member um kenny burgos um Introduced a bill um, that would prohibit transportation companies from charging sur- surge prices during federal, state, and locally declared emergencies. The proposal comes after Frank James allegedly is not fucking alleged, man. Get the fuck out of here. He, he's he's already arrested, so it's not alleged. So so cut it out, man. Um, opened a smoke canister and shot. At passengers inside a a subway car and on the Sunset Park subway platform, which was 36th Street, I believe, on the end train line in Brooklyn on April 19th. I already discussed it. Um, James allegedly shot 10 people. Yeah, right. Not alleged. And injured more than 20 and is facing federal terrorism charges. However, the city did not declare a state of emergency the day of the shooting the bronx times um has reached out to mayor eric adams office for comment and is a way in response blah blah, blah. Um, companies like uber and lyft raise prices when demand is high when which happened last tuesday but uber and lyft both ultimately suspended search prices pricing at the after the attack on tuesday and issued refunds for riders who already paid their the higher prices the companies told the bronx times the bill is called the stop unreasonable rideshare gouging during emergencies act it would take effect would take effect 30 days after being signed into law if companies violate the rule they will be fined $250 for each incident. After, after the subway shooting in subway Sunset Park, many terrified communities saw a major price increase for their Uber and Lyft ride burgers. Um, A Soundview progressive said in a statement, this is putting profit over people. Plain and simple, faced with a crisis, communities were put in an impossible Positioned by these ride-sharing apps, New Yorkers should not be the subject to price gouging, and certainly not during the during an emergency. These fearful commuters should have been able to safely leave the scene of the attack without worrying about um, exorbitant exorbit exorbitant cost. Damn. Damn, that's a lot of money, man. (laughs) Shit. My bill would end unfair search pricing and hold these companies accountable who do not comply. Um, In a comment of the Bronx Times, Lyft said the company will continue engaging with all stakeholders to strengthen our role in emergency situations. We all, all... We also work to to quickly provide assistance to thousands of riders after these tragic events. The company added Uber spokesperson Freddie Goldstein said on Tuesday, the company cannot comment on the bill that hasn't been made available for public um, review. Um, In 2014, then Attorney General um, Eric Schneiderman, and Uber made a three-year agreement to limit prices during declared emergencies. Goldstein declined to comment on the agreement. I'm not even going to go into too much detail on that one. But thank goodness they caught the guy, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They Thank goodness, man. And, you know, speaking of catch... Cam Newton was caught in the fucking act, man. And this is according to BET.com. Cam Newton is receiving some pretty heavy backlash after some of his comments about women are being criticized as sexist and tone deaf in tone and nature. The NFL free agent, NFL, yeah, the NFL free agent quarterback who played for the Panthers last season appeared on the million dollars worth of game podcast on Sunday, April 10th, to discuss his beliefs on how women show carry themselves. Basing his claims on the image of manhood he saw during his childhood. I had a perfect example of what a man was in my life by my, by, by uh, my father, my parents have been together for 36 or 37 years now, and it's a beautiful thing. Newton started off before explaining the foundation of his upbringing. I grew up in a three parent household my mom, and my father, and my grandmother, and I knew what a woman was not a bad bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Wow. The host soon asked the 32-year-old father to explain what he thought the difference between a woman and a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> That's a good one right there. Um Yeah, so to which Newton answered, a bad bitch is a person who just who just, you know, girl i'm a bad bitch i'm doing this i'm doing that i look the part but i don't act the part (laughs) further clarifying there's a lot of women who are bad bitches and i say bitches in a way not to degrade a woman but just go off just to go off the aesthetic of what they deem is a now a woman for me is handling your own but knowing how to cater to a man's needs right and I think a lot of times when you get that aesthetic of, I'm a boss, bitch, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. No, baby, but you can't cook. <laughs> you don't know when to be quiet. You don't know how to allow a man to lead Newton at it. This isn't the first time the that the athletes' comments on women have caused a quite a stir. Back in 2017, when he still had a role in the NFL quarterbacking for the Carolina Panthers. Newton made a comment in a room full of reporters at a press conference that the idea of newsrooms with female football writers was comical. The Charlotte Observer um, notes. Former Charlotte Observer reporter um, Jordan uh, uh, Rodrigue asked Newton about football routes, and his answer veered off topic. It's funny to hear a female talk about routes like it's funny, Newton said, according to the outlet. The Carolina Panthers um, confirmed that Newton later apologized to Redreek, but the reporter said in an official statement that Newton reportedly never apologized for his comment. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. (laughs) It's funny how he it's funny that he, um, comes up out of the blue with the whole, um, idea of what a bad bitch is and all the other shit. So, speaking of bad bitch, oh my fucking gosh, man. Mano. <laughs> I'm about to, let me, this is the reason why I'm laughing at this story, man. <laughs> Listen to this. So. Brooklyn bred rapper Mano made a surprising confession during a recent interview with Angela Yee's Lip Service podcast. While speaking on his behavior in the bedroom, Mano admitted he liked to roleplay as if he's a runaway slave. Okay, this is so fucking laughable, man. I'm sorry. This is laughable. Not a runaway like slave! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh shit! That's so crazy! <laughs> oh my gosh! Ye was notice noticeably caught off guard and ex- explained may no, he continued. I like to play a disobedient slave with a white woman <laughs> as ye pressed him for more details. He's willingly dove deeper into his bizarre fantasy while admitting most women don't want to participate. You are messing you are Messer's wife, and I just got whooped by him. He said, and the whole centru- the whole time I've been eyeballing you and you eyeballing me, and I'm gonna come all sweaty after just getting whooped and you are going to say no billy joe no mass is not gonna like it and i'm i'm like you know you you know you want a lady oh gosh um this is crazy yeah what the hell <laughs> After the interview clip was shared by The Neighborhood Talk, uh, the comments section lit up with reactions. One person suggested Angela Yee, who also co-hosts the Breakfast Club, along with Charlamagne Tha the Eat and DJ Envy, was running her show like smoke champs, <laughs> although her guests don't know they are being drugged. <laughs> Angela Yee got to be drugging her guests. these rappers get on on there and forget they being recorded (laughs) a laugh out loud they wrote first old boy said his mama taught him how to kiss and now this other comments included this just set us back at least 540 years and certain things should be kept to ourselves and this is one of them because what the fuck Okay, 540 years, it's a bit far of a fucking stretch, folks. Like, y'all really, I'm really dragging this shit, man. Like, seriously, 540 years? None of y'all motherfuckers was born 540 years. Are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> This is so fucking ridiculously laughable, folks. I'm sorry for laughing at this, but <laughs> the it's the way he it's the way he said it was so fucking funny to me, man. So you get the jizz of this shit, though, man. Um, <laughs> um, Mano's latest Instagram post doesn't address the interview directly, but does seem to allude to it, as he says in the clip. Yo, it just hit me. I just realized that it is absolute freedom is not giving a fuck. It is absolute freedom in not giving a fuck about what nobody thinks, what nobody said, what nobody has about anything to say about what you got going on. He he added in the caption, every day my goal is to give one less fuck. Ultimate freedom. Oh! Wow. <laughs> <Whoa>. wow 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 <laughs> all right let's get into some more music news here man and <laughs> let's get into some more music news here man this is just crazy um <laughs> oh man speaking of music music news and stuff so um okay fabio foreign um article on complex right titled for Fl- fabio foreign says the king of new york title doesn't matter he's aiming higher um fabio foreign wants to elevate broken drill with his debut album bible and he's eyeing something even bigger than the king of new york throne well Fabio Florence says the king of New York throne doesn't mean what it used to. The title has been the highest honor in New York City rap for decades, inspiring heated debates about artists like Jay-Z, Nas, Biggie Smalls, 50 Cent, and Pop, the late great Pop Smoke. But the current heir to the throne doesn't seem to have much interest in the crown. I feel like it doesn't matter, Fabio. Um declares snacking on cup noodles, ramen in Complex's Manhattan office on a cold afternoon in late March. It totally doesn't matter. It totally don't matter. Some boys going to claim that shit, but it doesn't matter. Instead, Favio has his eye on a bigger target. That's not the goal I'm trying to to reach, he explains. You are the king of New York? Well, I'm trying to be... The king of the world. A week after our conversation, um uh, 69 reemerges on social media announcing he's returning to claim the title. The king of New York is coming back. He taunts. I'm coming back home. Fabio can't help but respond, tweeting five billboards in Times Square, top five songs in New York on Apple at once, and articles in both Daily News and New York Times. Don't ever let that nigga say he the king of the city of this city. Fabio has a point. At the, at the moment, he's unquestionably uh, one of the hottest artists in the city. And when he lags into complex's Manhattan office, the effects of his fast-paced lifestyle are apparent. He's sporting a cream sweatsuit with the title of his debut album, Bible, emblazoned on the front. And although he makes a point of greeting everyone in the studio, he's noticeably a muted muted version of himself. The most he spoke during the photo shoot moments earlier was to mother one of his signature bow, AbLibs. I'm I'm mad tired today, he explains. Um, I was outside bugging yesterday. I really didn't sleep. years stayed up all night for, for good reason. He was shooting a music video with Nicki Minaj for their new collaboration, We Go Up, and photos emerge of the duo partying with a large crew in Brooklyn. You do a song with Nicki, and it's different from doing a song with anybody else he reflects she doesn't really mix with a lot of people. So this is a blessing. Um, Fabio and Nikki have been in talks about collaborating since he reached out to her in January, 2021, pulling out his iPhone. He shows me uh, messages between the two. I hit her up a year ago. Like, yo, let's do some drill shit. He says, she's like, you got something in mind. So we've been going back and forth trying to get that perfect song, and I feel like we got it. She, she's a super genius. Fabio didn't get home from the from the music video shoot until 8 a.m., and the day before that, he was celebrating his 32nd birthday with close friends and family. Now he tells me the celebration will continue later tonight with a dinner party. The sleep, Sleepless Nights with The Sleepless Nights will likely last a little longer, especially now that his debut studio album, Bible, is finally dropping. It's a milestone he's been um, working toward for the past three years. Back in June 2019, Fabio Florin, born Maxi Lee Riles III, was a new artist who had just dropped his breakout anthem, Big Drip, um, which would become a um quintess quint essential song of the brooklyn drum music no the brooklyn drum movement oh boy he followed the single by signing a deal with columbia records and dropping two eps pain and love and 800 bc um Remembering those early days, Favio says he was in a hurry to conquer the industry. When I first came out, I thought I was ready to drop. Like, give me an album now, he recalls. Now, though, he admits I definitely wasn't ready, explaining I was new to the game. I didn't really know a lot about the industry, about rollouts, about getting the buzz up and having hot moments. I was enjoying it, but the more I learned, the more I felt like it wasn't my time. Now the Fabio Foreman, who is sitting across a conference table from me, stirring his ramen, uh, is a little more seasoned and a little more ready, as he puts it. I could be a little better, but I'll take it, he shrugs, diving into a conversation about his debut album at first no at first glance the title the album's title bible hints um at heavily religious themes fabio identifies as a christian i'm not living like a perfect christian but i but i'm very religious and i pray a lot he says but he clarifies that the title is rep- is representative of a larger concept naming the album bible was like a metaphor he explains the bible consists of a whole bunch of stories from people, huge stories, and things that happened. When you read it at some points in life, you can learn from it and deal with your life through the Bible. I feel like my album is kind of like that. It's a whole bunch of stories in my life. People can relate to it, and there's a lot of motivational shit to take from my life. Um, the project includes songs that were recorded earlier as two years ago, but to Fabio, the road to his debut has been much longer. I feel like I've been working on this album my whole life, he says. To get to this point, being nice as I am, um, being able to make the song and being able to put it to put together a project that I like, yeah, I've been working on this shit all my life. Bible is a drill album at at its core, Favio confirms. But with the inclusion of mainstream features, Favio says he wants to take the subgenre to the next level. People put drill artists in a box, he says. I want to show people there's reggae drill, there's pop drill, there's all types of drill. As one of the um, front faces of drill, um, I feel like it's my responsibility to widen it. Let's make everybody able to do drill rap. The album has 17 tracks featuring appearances from major artists like Quavo from the Migos, DJ Khaled, ASAP Rocky, and more. Out of the 16 features on the album, though, none of them are Brooklyn Drill artists. Fabio says his collaborative choices weren't made out of malicious intent. He just had another vision in mind now i'm elevated he says for sure i want to help people and put people on but i wanted to have elevated lit songs i was thinking about going viral fabio um, moves his noodles around with a fork before clarifying i i got a couple i got a couple of drill niggas on the deluxe with the with fabio's quest for vir- vir- virality um in mind it should be it should become no as no surprise that he called on Kanye West to serve as the album's executive producer. Fabio has hasn't known Ye for very long he but he refers to him as a big brother. The the two first met around in the summer of 2021 favio had just returned from jail following a weapons charge and visited Funk Flesh for a freestyle on 197 in which he rapped now i got a question for the reverend if you a killer do you go to heaven <laughs> oh wow um kanye who was in the process of recording his own album Donda the reach out to Fabio after re- watching the freestyle. He said that's the type of bars he needed for shit. Fabio records of their initial conversation. Um, Yay called me up and we got busy. We go viral every time. The first song they made was Off the Grid, uh, which debuted during the first Don the Listening event at Atlanta's um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in July 2021, Kanye West was living out of the stadium while he completed the album, and he flew Fabio to Atlanta shortly after their phone conversation to record the track. And both in the both no excuse me in the booth of uh, well, Yay yeah, Favio tried out a new approach, spending more time on each bar than his usual off the. Dome style allows it's crazy it's a crazy experience Favio remembers I go in the booth right I hear the beat I freestyle a couple of rhymes Favio White three or four bars step back listen to it hear the beat again then we go back in and put another three or four bars I'm not spinning the whole thing I'm changing things figuring it out in my head I never wrote wrote it down um Kanye gave Favio a few pointers throughout the process, but Favio was allowed ample space to do his own thing. Yeah, he basically just um let me work. He says he likes when I keep rapping. He wants me to rap for a long time. Favio's first received rave reviews, and for many listeners who haven't who hadn't li- been tapped to the brooklyn drill scene it was an eye-opening moment reviewing um fabio to be a skillful rapper with more range than anyone realized though some of his day one supporters um griped at the new the new revelation fabio says he isn't tripping about the newfound support when i was doing songs like Big Drip, they were mostly ad-libbed and shit. That's mainly what people wanted at the time, he says. I know what they want from me now, so I just gave them what they wanted. i just be testing shit out. I'll test some reps out, give them some good bars. If they like it, I'll keep giving it to them. Kanye's approach to executive producing Um, Favio's album was similar to the leadership style he displayed during the making of Off the Grid. Favio says Kanye joined on after most of the album was recorded, only adding to to the finishing touches. It was already a masterpiece, but what Ye would do is, um, he would call in a feature if I needed it. He, he would structure uh the beat a little bit different Fabio explains he um perfected it he's a painter so he makes everything more beautiful and made it even more a masterpiece Kanye contributed on uh, vocals to the album single city of gods alongside alicia keys the track which officially dropped on february 11th is an OD of Fabio and Key's hometown of New York City, and it feels like a more menacing cousin of Jay Z and Key's anth- 2009 anthem, Empire State of Mind. Two weeks after its release, Fabio, Kanye, and Key's performed the track for the first time at the Donda Two listening experience in Miami, um, going viral once more. It was crazy, Fabio remembers. There were like Thirty thousand people. It was like the biggest show I ever did. Um, the arrival of Bible comes at an interesting point in the evolution of Brooklyn Drill. The subgenre was kickstarted around 2016, but really skyrocketed into national skyrocketed excuse me skyrocketed to national int- attention in 2019, thanks to the success of Pop Smoke, the late great Pop Smoke records like welcome to the party and dr as well as favio's big drip the moment was putting new york rap back on the map in the minor in a major way but pop smoke's tragic death in february 2020 left a hole in the scene in pop's absence other artists have kept the sound alive thanks thanks in a large part to the efforts of fabio but the fate of Brooklyn Drill is still uncertain in some eyes. Um, okay, when asked about the current state of Brooklyn Drill, though, Favio sounds way, very confident. It's very big. It's big. He says, no other genre is growing faster than Drill. I feel like so many artists want to be a part of the Drill scene. I appreciate all the artists that are reaching out to it. Um, let's see. Yeah, that's a lot actually. Um, despite its on its upward movement, the subgenre faces hurdles when its biggest critics accuse artists of having connections to gang activity and promoting gun violence. NYPD has notoriously kept close tabs on Brooklyn drill artists, going to length long lengths to limit their fest, festival appearances and keep them from playing live shows inside city limits. Fabio chooses his words wisely when discussing his current interactions with the NYPD? I guess no. I mean, not really. He replies when I ask if he's experienced any pushback from the department during his album rollout. In the beginning, we had to learn. He elaborates. We had to grow. In the beginning, I was going up to the club. Then this guy sat me down and told me yo listen chill out if you play by the rules you'll be all right if you are going to be a leader you've got to learn how to lead you can't be a leader and then police don't fuck with you i see them and i try not to get in no trouble they try not to give me no trouble we stay out of each other's way because when i'm coming I ain't starting no trouble i'm here to make money put a roof over my over me and others yeah um okay so the police aren't the ones um closely surveying the sub genre in february mayor um eric adams urged social media companies to ban drill videos after his son um an employee at rock nation showed him local music videos i had no Idea what drill rapping was, but I called my son and he sent me some videos. And it is alarming. The man said during a February speech, "We are alarmed by the use of social media to really over pro- proliferate this violence in our communities. This is contributing to the violence that we are seeing all over the country. It is one of the rivers we have to dam." And yeah, and I remember we me and Broken Traditions talked about this whole thing and he basically explained to me how you know there's no way that a mayor is going to actually you know st- you know stop this shit from happening and stuff. I get that. You know what I'm saying? Um and you know in the 120 125 episode, I actually explained there's a difference between there's a difference between um subgenre and a regular genre. And and also there's a difference between um trap and drill music. So um you got you folks out there more welcome to listen to episode 125 with the guest Broken Traditions. So um be sure to check that out as well. Um, all right, so let's see. Um, let me see, let me see, let me see. Uh, let's see, where do I leave off? Um, yeah, this is contributing to the violence we've seen in the communities, it is one of the rivers we have to dam. Following his comments, Adams took a meeting with Favio and other local rappers, including Mano and B Love, to open a dialogue about the subgenre. I knew. Egg Adams already st- because I did a peace walk in New York in New York with him. Fabio tells me so. I reached out to everybody, and then Mano was like, "Yo, I got you in a, I got you a meeting. He wants to sit down and talk." Me and Mano called a couple of other people up. M- more so, he was saying he's not really trying to start your rap. He said with the media and the internet. It's making it seem like he wants to stop drill rap, but he was like, he was saying he's not trying to do that. He just don't want niggas incriminating themselves, making black culture look like wild animals while making the city look like it's not safe for people. So what he was saying was change the narrative, improving the perception of the Brooklyn drill scene was a big motivator for Favio as he made Bible. Uh, that's what I'm doing with this album for sure, he he declares. That's where I feel my responsibility is to take the negativity away from it, to show them the album and be like, yo, listen, we got a song like this. We got Alicia Keys singing New York Go Easy on me. That's more like the opposite of violence. But it's saying this is Drew rap, though. Um, whether you call him king or not, Fabio Foran is undoubtedly one of the most recognizable faces coming out of the city right now, and he's still based in New York, although he plans on moving at some point. For that reason, he feels in- immensely indebted to the city that raised him. I have a big responsibility he says. If I'm going to be the artist coming out of New York, I'm going to make New York look like it's the place to be he says. I'm going to make sure that they keep it a good safe place. I want to make it possible for other new artists to come out to New York, out of New York. If anything goes according to plan, Bible will go down as that bright of a moment for both New York and Brooklyn Drill, Fabio tells me as our conversation draws to a close. Um, if I do what I what I've got to do, Brooklyn Drill is going to stick around, he says. People are going to start to realize we can do it all. Once it's widened up a little bit more, people will get it. Drill rappers are the pop stars. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, this was a tough. This was a tough one. I'm actually glad I actually um, had Broken Traditions to talk about this in episode 125. And like I said, you you can check that out as well. Um, and yeah, and speaking speaking of um, Alicia Keys. Um, speaking of Alicia Keys. Um, all right, so. Um, Alicia Keys links with Slick Rick in Iced Out City of Gods" Part Two video. Fabio, former City of Gods, helped kickstart the rollout for his upcoming album "Bible," which was which came out already, um, complete with a feature of the year verse from Kanye West and and an emphatic chorus from Alicia Keys that her evoked her. And Jay Z's Empire State of Mind anthem. Now, City of Gods has received a sequel courtesy of the songs of a minor songstress, except this time she's flying solo. Um, City of Gods Part 2 retains th- the basic skeleton of Favio Forman's original, including the same chords and bridge. But overall, it's more important. Um, Strip stripped-down affair that allows Alicia Keys' soaring vocals to ring out across the five boroughs. City of God, city of dreams, city where nothing is ever what it seems. They'll never take it all the way from me, because I see nothing but infinity sheets or uh, serenades. And I, I will love, and I will love you wherever you are. I've been wishing, wishing on every star. On the production side, this new version strips away from strips away the pounding drums and warring synths of the original for a piano-led rendition, although it does retain some of its New York drill rap flavor thanks to its muscular bass line. City of Gods Part 2 comes complete with a glossy um, music video boosting a cameo from New York via london rap legend slick rick the sylvia's um zachary and sing lee directed clips clip finds alicia keys rocking rocking diamond grills and several oversized chains placed around her neck by the ruler himself um Elsewhere, key speeds past a nighttime dr- backdrop of New York City in a Mercedes-Benz EQ Silver um, Arrow concept car. The 41-year-old um, singer was named a global partner for the German luxury car company last April. All right, let's make some noise. This comes from my heart," she wrote on Instagram of the song "For My City," for her story, for Fabio Foreign underscore 8fs, for Kanye West, and the incredible and unforgettable moment I was able to experience with the Ruler NYC, which is Slick Rick. She added, "What an unbelievably special moment and song! Sending you so much love." Um. It's unclear if City of Gods Part 2 is intended for a new Alicia Keys album or simply a one-off release. Her last album, Keys, arrived in December 2021 with appearances from Lil Wayne, Pusha T, Sway Lee, from Ray Shrummer, and more. Okay, so remains to be seen, folks. So we're going to... Yeah, remains to be seen. So we'll see what happens. Um yeah, speaking of which. Um hold up. Let's see if I miss anything. Oh. Hang on a second. Ricky Gervais. Okay. Ricky Gervais, man, is a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah, Ricky Gervais um, stirs plot, pot with the alopecia joke. That was not funny at all. So I guess just to get to this story, actually, Ricky Gervais has mischievously reacted to Will Smith's hitting Chris Rock at the Oscars on, on Sunday night by sharing a gag about alopecia from The Office. The Academy Awards were thrown into chaos after Smith stormed the stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face after the community made a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett smiths hair. Smith, who won the first Oscar for King Richard, appeared to take offense to a joke Rock made about Pinkett smiths short haircut. Pinkett smith has previously spoken about her struggles with alopecia, which, which prompted her to shave her head. Referring to her Buzz cut, Rock said. Jada can't wait for G.I. Jane too. After Pickett Smith rolled her eyes in reaction, Smith walked up on stage and appeared to hit Rock before returning to his seat, shouting twice, keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Given his verdict on the situation, Gervais retweeted a video from the second series of The Office in which he his character, David Brent, makes a quip about the medical condition alopecia. Uh, Welcome to Alcoholics Anonymous. Brent says, after buying three pints <laughs> in the in the pub, no purely social. I know someone who is an alcoholic and it is no laughing matter, particularly for his wife. And she's got alopecia, so not a happy home life. While Gervais himself didn't add any caption alongside his post, his followers have found it to be amusing nonetheless. Well, um, I've been checking on Ricky Gervais' Twitter, waiting for his take on last night's drama, and find find this wrote one. Sums up his position nicely. Echoing a similar um, sentiment, another pen... I've been waiting all day for your reply, and as always, nailed. Others, however, condemn joking about alopecia. It's one thing to make fun of the disease, but another to pick on one specific real-life person who has the disease, one stated. Especially if she's sitting in the audience, but does no one else see the, the issue, or I am just too sensitive. To make a hair joke when Jada is suffering from alopecia is... Really kind of gross, another said, especially to make a joke like that in a room full of her peers. You don't know how many you don't know how that may trigger her. Um, okay, while Gervais has never hosted the Oscars, he has hosted the Golden Globes five times and has and last presented the prestigious awards in 2020. At the time, his opening monologue contained jokes about, um. Pedophilia, um Prince Andrew and James Corden, as well as a Lou gag about um, Dame Judy Dench. All right, um, all right, moving on to the next one. Um, we need to talk about um so there's this is funny story. This is this is crazy right there, man. And this is why I named the episode I don't have any holders. And this has to do with a woman. <laughs> Listen to this. This has to do with a woman. Um, this has to do with a woman who has, a, um. what is it, a crab. Hold on a second, man. Hold on a second. This has to do with a woman who has a crab. Let me see. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. A crab. Wait a minute. Wait, wait 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 um yeah a crab a crab wait a second i thought i had that story too wait a minute here let me share a moment hold on let me share a moment hold on a second let me share a moment oh boy where's that story Where's that story? Where's that story? Oh shit. <laughs> okay, wait a minute here. Let's all right. Here we go. Yeah, I've been waiting to actually talk about this though. But anyway, um, TikTok viewers were shot after watching a small crab being removed from a woman's ear in a viral video viewed more than two million times <laughs> oh shit oh shit that's so funny man that's the funniest that's very funny man. oh gosh yeah i'd be screaming too <laughs> yeah that part right there yeah that would be ridiculous <laughs> yo oh so um, posted to the account um, Wes Daisy, the text over the video said, um, "The woman was snorkeling in San Juan when the crab got into her ear." The clip prompted TikTok users to express their discomfort, while others declared they would they would wear earplugs in the water while on vacation. <laughs> According to Open Water HQ, earplugs can help swimmers avoid an ear infection known as swimmer's ear. For those who only plan on snorkeling along the water surface, then regular um, swimming earplugs will be sufficient. The piece stated noting that people who have an option to purchase multiple earplugs. Um, This is crazy. yeah this is nuts um yeah this is nuts right there man um (laughs) this is so unheard of man you know what i'm saying this is so unheard of um this is very unheard of um okay Yes, these earplugs mold to the shape of the swimmer's ear and create an airtight seal. <laughs> in in West Daisy's video, the cameras zoomed in to record the process as another person used a pair of metal force forceps to gradually coax the small crab out of her ear. At first, viewers are unable to see the crab, but after a bit of time <laughs> and a persistence to draw draw it out, the crab's legs <laughs> appears. <laughs> oh, man. It quickly scurried out of the woman's ear and jumped onto the ground. Thanks for the warning, a viewer commented. Earplugs went in the water <laughs> while on vacation. <laughs> shit where it when snorkeling got it another tiktok viewer wrote one commenter joked he wanted to whisper to you about your extended car warranty <laughs> other commenters wrote of their um surprise when the crab suddenly crawled out of the woman's ear um i jumped when it came out of her ear one viewer commented some claimed that the video gave them something new to worry about when going to the beach like I don't have enough issues with the ocean already thanks no thanks a tiktoker wrote commenting another phew. um not you not you you got not you got me hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on who not nah, you got me nervous about going under any waters? New fear unlocked a comedy red <laughs> Newsweek reached out to uh West Daisy for further comment, but did not hear back in time for publication. Other TikTok users have shared videos to the um, to the popular video sharing platform that have shocked viewers. One video, for example, went viral. After an owner discovered her cat wa- was scaling the side of her building, as Newsweek previously reported, another woman was stunned by a text message um, she received after applying for a job. She reportedly heard back from an employee at the company who asked if she was still interested in the position before calling her a piece of crap. <laughs> A different viral video showed a customer having an apparent tamper tantrum as she threw food on the floor while at Starbucks. Oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Once again, you got to be careful. You got to be careful on when you go into the beach or going snorkeling or whatever. Get the damn earplugs, man, so you don't have any crabs in your damn ear. (laughs) Oh, man, this is so fucking bizarre and laughable, man. I can't even help laughing about this. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, um... Let's see what else can we talk about here? Um, I hope I ain't miss out on anything. Let me check. Let me check. Um, as a matter of fact, um, one more music news we gotta talk about here, and that's Raekwon and Ghostface Killer. <laughs> um all right, so um so Monday night, according to the source um website. Um, April 1st, no, April 11th, excuse me. A classic hip-hop album showcased its bond to longevity. Wu-Tang Clan's legends Raekwon, the chef, and Ghostface Killer took to the stage of Sony Hall in New York City and performed an array of hits from the chef's classic solo debut album only built for Cuban links, also known as the Purple Tape, with a band in live form. Um, the Assemble um included two electric guitar players, two keyboard players, and one drummer. Um, aside from two iconic MCs, there was another vocalist who carried out the majestic harmonies of the album, as heard on "Can't Be," "Can't Be Also Simple" remix, and "Rainy Days." Bobby Storm. Um, together the trope of Perfectly enacted a symphonic expression of the purple tape, a spin in favor of the era-defining album's reigning legacy as a game-changer. The purple tape, or only built for Kimmy Lynx, is among the pioneering works for narrative, mafioso rap, and ultimately c- catapulted the style into a subgenre of hip-hop. Nearly three decades later, the chef remains in awe at the album's well-known repertoire, but in solid um, humanity, no humility, excuse me, um, commemorates the jam representing a defining period. When I did that album, I felt personally that it was something great, but the commemoration that it's given is undeniably awkward to me because i'm just a kid from the street that tried to do something that i felt was genuine to me and the world looked at it as a blessing the performance is a part of ja rule's um vibes concert series where artists tailor a routine um after their journeys in a storytelling fashion raekwon and ghostface killers recent um Raycon and Ghostface Killers concert was the first to kick off the series as the experience plans to take on a roster of Class X. The event was streamed exclusively on the Icon Live app. Of course, you can find the app on Apple, and I'm not sure if they have it on um, on Google Play as well. I'm not too sure, but I will check. So um, So, yeah. Let's check to see if I covered everything. Yes, I did cover everything, and that's going to do it for episode 142, Title: I Don't Have Any Holders. You you like what you heard in today's episode or any previous episodes whatsoever, please feel free to make a charitable donation to my cash app, which is dollar sign G Money Stacks 555, dollar sign capital G, lowercase M-O-N-E-Y, capital S, lowercase T-A-C-K-Z 555, or you can donate to um, Anchor as well as uh, far support. So um, you don't have to have a lot of money to support me and the podcast shows that I do. Um, it's all about doing the best you can. And whatever amount of money you are comfortable donating will be appreciated. Don't worry about the amount of money. It's the thought that counts. So there you go right there. Um, I'm not going to do podcast free game mechanisms tonight i am going to do that some other time because my because my one of my favorite shows is on right now which is teensy hip-hop and i am going to go to um the very last thing um which is which is stream choices on the go (laughs) make sure you follow off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, and and of course alongside with my other shows, excellent fun vibrant podcast, the Sports Edition show, and of course don't and also uh, don't forget to follow Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, um, on the gram as well as myself, which is G Money Stacks Five Fifty Five in Queens, New York and now that i got that the way i am going to actually um um go to um where you can listen to the episodes and stuff like that in just just a sec um all right so all right here we go um all right where you can follow the show make sure you leave a voice message in the in the um link in the bio where it says Linktree slash gmoney stacks five fifty five. If you have any questions, any any thoughts and talks and any um what you think about the topics and, and um and the question that I actually um talked about here, I'm going to post that I'm going to post that um hopefully tomorrow or Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. I want your thoughts and talks on how you feel about the Grammys snubbing Jamaican artists, all right? So, speaking of Anchor, speaking of Anchor, um, that's where you can find, um, the New York podcast episodes on, which is Anchor, Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Castbox, FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM, Podcast Player, FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, pa Podfriend, pa Pado Polo, not to be mistaken from Marco Polo, um, Podorama. <laughs> oh man, yeah, podcast index, podcast addict, pod chaser, podverse, reason to fam spotify stitcher, tune in radio, google podcasts, and please don't forget to leave a five-star rating on pod chaser, pod friend, and spotify. It'll be appreciated. And you can also listen to off the meat rat chains new york podcast on radio public iHeartRadio, the number one app for music radio and podcast. Um of course make sure you follow that as well on on iHeartRadio and on all of my other shows. Um excellent far vibrant podcast, Sports Edition show and Matigas Rodriguez podcast review show. And last but not least, the YouTube. Make sure you grab the subscribe button and tap that noty-noty bell so you don't miss anything on when the show goes on the air via live stream and of course you know don't miss out on the um new and latest episodes of course leave a like and a comment download these episodes it's very important um trying to grow this podcast um and don't forget to share the videos Stay tuned for more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes, share the episodes, and of course, make sure you um make sure you tell a friend to another friend. And of course, make sure you share the podcast with your husbands, your wives, your boyfriends, your friends, um, your girlfriends, and of course, um the people that you cool with at work. Um, you know what I'm saying, and and of course, you know, with the link that says linktree slash gmoney stacks 555, and and yeah, that's gonna do it for me, man. Um, don't forget, don't forget, I want you to remember this. Remember, the grind does not stop, hard work pays off, and of course, um, don't let anybody stop you from, um following your goals and dreams and of course and of course um by the way um success takes time and remember for for new podcasters out there that's interested in making a podcast like i'm doing right now with three shows under my belt i want you to keep in mind that um ownership talent um, creative control ideas all that good stuff is important to keep not to give away to corporations because you don't want to end up like the people from the breakfast club who don't own their show and I'm and I'm telling you right now um as an important lesson, when it comes to having a say on creative thinking in terms of ideas, you don't want to be under, you don't want to be under a label or a corporation if they don't, um if they won't let you have a say in having um, creative thoughts on what you're going to talk about in your episodes and stuff like that. So your content is important And remember, the RSS feed is not under the company's name. It's under your name. So you are the owner of your shows, all right? That's an important lesson to learn, you know what I'm saying? And that's going to do it for me, man. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you very much for listening and tuning in and rocking with me on the 142nd episode titled, I Don't Have Any Holders. Yeah, we did get a few laughs out of the lady who had a fucking crab in her ear and shit. So, <laughs> yeah, we did get a few laughs off of that shit, though, man. It really, really, really um gave me a it gave me a a, a a kick out of it, though, man. But anyway, man, listen, I see I see y'all next time in the next episode and hopefully this week i will try to get i'm gonna try to get some guests to be on an episode because um as you may know this is the first this is like the first week of mental health check in awareness month um i'm gonna be covering um dementia i'm gonna be covering um seasonal depression and there's going to be um um, another, uh, mental health subject to talk about in the mental health checking, s- um, segment is the eight senses to wellness. So stick around, stay with me. You're going to get a kick out of, um, the information you're going to need to learn about all this. So there you go right there. I'm out of here. I'm off this shit, peace and one love. Thank you for your time and catch up on all the episodes and make sure you subscribe to the other YouTube channels, excellent fun, vibrant podcast sports edition show. And of course, meticulous Vile juice podcast review show is also on YouTube as well. So subscribe to those and to this channel as well. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that's it. I'm out. Peace and one love. Have yourselves a good night. Y P O D C A S T, alongside with my primary instagram handle g money stacks 555 in queens new york and go to the youtube channel g money stacks 555 be sure to click the subscribe button grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream more video content upcoming episodes Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Attic, Podorama, Pod Chaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.